שלום וברכה, ברוך השם, very happy to be here, very happy to put our eyes onto this um, great amazing book, continuing the great um, lesson we started last week, learning from the Midrash Otiyot of Rabbi Akiva, the great explanation on the letters um, from Rabbi Akiva, even though that this Midrash is talking about the letters, it's flowing into different topics and using this great uh, gate of the letters, he's exposing to us great truths um, that are close to prophecies about the future, being learned, of course, from the verses and portions of the Torah. So, um, so we're going to learn a little bit about um, about the time of redemption, but we're talking about a certain um, experience, a great revealing of wisdom that is taking place inside the third temple after the redemption already took place and all the people of Israel and all the, um, the great gathering of all human um, from 70 nations from all corners of the world are joining and gathering together in that third temple, in our temple. And then the description, the light that Rabbi Akiva is um, shedding to us is on that time, on the great hour of being in the temple with Hashem and seeing the face and accepting the face of Mashiach, the true Messiah, the soul of King David. So the 23rd chapter, it's written about Hashem, that on the combination of the two letters, Mem and Bet, he is writing that he is Hashem, Mevin, Mem and Bet are two letters that are inside the word Mevin. Mevin, you write Mem, and then Bet, and then Yud, and then Nun. So on the combination of Mem and Bet, you have the word Mevin to reveal, to shed some light. So Mevin is Hashem, that he understands. Kol elyonim, all the highest secrets, and all the lower secrets, and the secrets of this world, and the secrets of the world to come. Like the verse is saying, "Who gale amikata?" He knows the depths on Hashem. So Hashem has the knowledge and the power of all of all the secrets, uppers and lowers. That's from Daniel. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu, the Maker of the universe, is showing, revealing to them, to Mashiach, and to King David, any good thing in that hour. So we need to understand a little bit. What does it mean that he's showing any good thing? In time of redemption, we will be free from the limitations of time and space. And therefore, we'll have the ability to experience few life experiences in the same time, because we will not be limited to the constricted lifetime of a person. 
as a soul, we will be able to explore and to see and visit few locations in few moments in time, and maybe even hundreds, maybe even thousands in the same time. It all depends in the capacity, in the preparation, in the self-work of the person on himself now in the time of exile. And as many vessels that you will create and make for yourself, be qualified more, you'll be able to perceive and receive, accept and embrace and understand and digest more information and more knowledge and more light in the future to come. So, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will show Mashiach Tzidkenu, the true Messiah, and King David any good thing in that hour. So they're going to have an hour, so-called an hour, a certain point in time, that in that time they will see all good things. They will see all the good. Think about what they will see. Like, food is good, food is good. Breathing is good, breathing is good. Water is good, water is good. Air is good, air is good. Fire is good, is good. Everything is good, yeah. They're going to see all the good. They're going to see all the good. Their soul will have the ability, the capacity to contain the sights of all good. He will show them any good thing, any, all. And the verse is saying, Sod Hashem Lireav. Sod Hashem, the secret of Hashem, Lireav, to the ones that are fearing him, means to the ones that follows him. And who are those? It's Mashiach and David that are following and keeping the will of Hashem Barach, because the will of Hashem Barach is their will in any hour and hour. They will enjoy to see the great will of Hashem. Hashem will show them His great good will because they were dedicated to keep His will all their lifetimes. Every moment of their lives, they wanted to do what Hashem wanted them to do, they were searching for Hashem's will, and therefore they will enjoy seeing His goodwill, means that His goodwill will be expressed to them, will be shown to them in time of redemption. He will fulfill their desire, means He will answer their will, and His agreement with them, like His covenant with them, is to know them, is to notify them, is to let them see. So he will let them know. He will let them see all his secrets in the future to come. And who are those that will be notified? Elu Yisrael. It's the people of Israel, the souls of Israel. Why the people of Israel are being chosen for that greatness, to be exposed to that knowledge as well, to all the goodness of Hashem, because they are telling the power of the greatness of the Maker to the rest of human beings in each day and day. Like the verse is saying, that they are notifying all human beings of Hashem's greatness. Our good intention, our good will to let everyone know the truth of Hashem's greatness and goodness makes us qualified, pure vessels 
to contain the bounty, to contain that great Shefa of knowing the Hashem's goodness. How will you know Hashem's goodness? The verse is saying, Ta'amu u'ukitov Hashem. If you will taste, you will see how good Hashem is. If now we're going to try to describe a certain flavor that, of a fruit that you never tasted, I will never be able to explain it to you until you're going to put your teeth on that fruit. Like, I'm going to tell you sweet, you won't understand the sweetness of that fruit. I'm going to tell you a little bit sour, a little bit like hard, soft, like a little bit like crunchy. Like Those are words. They are not transferring flavors. They will never give you the taste in your mouth. No matter how detailed my explanation will be to you, it won't deliver taste. Taste is something that you can feel with your mouth, with your tongue. You cannot feel it with your ears. And the goodness of Hashem depends in experiencing it. Tamu, you're going to taste. Uu, and then you will see how good Hashem is. Tamu, ukitov Hashem. So the goodness is being delivered by tasting. So because that our will is to open the door for others, that's why Hashem will deliver the goodness through us to the world, to the rest of human beings. And not to Mashiach and to King David alone, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will reveal his words. Also to the ancestors of the world, he will reveal his secrets. Like the, the verse is saying that Hashem said, Am I hiding anything from Avraham, any of the things that I'm doing? And not only to the ancestors of the world, Hashem revealed his secrets, will reveal, also to Moshe, he reveals. Like that it's written on Moshe, Yodia derachav le Moshe, that Hashem is notifying his ways to Moshe. And not only to Moshe and to the people of Israel alone, also to their followers and to their slaves and to their mothers, means to anyone. Why, why is he mentioning their mothers? Because there might be a person that is from the nation of Israel and has a foreign mother because he's a convert. So even the people that are attached to us in connection of conversion means that they're tied to us not in the strongest tie of them all. It's not like, oh yeah, it's blood. Oh yeah, it's family. It's a connection that is based on an old attachment of a person who chose to convert and to join the people of Israel, but still has attachment to his old family. Also, those ties will stay strong and solid for them to be able to use those ties as bridge for them to enjoy the purity and holiness that will be revealed um, in the future to come. And in that time, all of them will be holy and mighty as the servants, as the angels who are serving him. Means that all the people that will enjoy the redemption will rise to the level of angels. That will be the level of human beings in time of redemption as angels. Romim, high, and walking as clouds, and coming back as clouds. People will have spiritual powers to fly, to move like clouds in the sky. 
Those are descriptions that are describing spiritual powers, real true energy that will be the life experience of people. You will not be the limited person that you are right now sitting on your sofa watching through that small screen of your mobile or your, or your computer at home surrounded with walls that are limiting your, your space. No, you will rise to be Romim. Romim means higher than anything, not only high, not Ramim, Romim. The, Ramim means high. Romim is above, like high and above, like divine, like super high, super above everything. And from that location, moving and coming back like clouds, heavy and stable and untouchable and observing the world from above, from a different angle and contains water and has grace, like all the descriptions that you can put on clouds, you will be able to put on yourself and on all the people who will experience and will be in that moment of redemption. And like that we know that doves are flying with their wings and rising and coming back to their nests with no sorrow. We know that those birds that calls doves or pigeons, they have the power and like their goodwill, their intention is as they are representing and they're the symbol for peace. They're flying calmly. They're not praying. They're not fighting. They're not angry birds. They're simple and happy flying birds. And they fly with their wings up and then they go back home safely to their nests. That's their nature. Righteous people are like them, will have that power of doves in their wings to rise and to come back to their places, to their nests with no sorrow. And the glow of Mashiach means the shine that will shine from him, from his being, will cover the glow of the sun. Means that the sun will be dark compared to the light that will shine out from Mashiach, from the Messiah. The verse is saying, And the one that loves him will see him as the power of the sun when it comes out in its greatness. And the sun never came out in her greatness yet, because the sun has a pocket, a certain pocket. Even science are like scientists are, are testifying on that, that the sun has a certain pocket that is blocking its light, does not allow the sun to, to shine in its full power, in its full potential. So in the time of redemption, it's written that the sun will come out of its pocket and will shine. And for the righteous people, it will be a source of illumination and they will enjoy that light. And for the evil people, it will be fire that will consume them, not on us. So the glow and the shine of Messiah will be the glow of the sun in its greatness. And the glow of the righteous ones are covering the glow of the moon. Like that it says, 
who is that one means that we see means that people will ask who is that one on the moon means that it will barely be seen the light of the righteous people will shine in such great light that the moon and the sun won't be the source of illumination of our world anymore and the shine of the people of Israel are covering the whole zodiac Ziv HaMazalot means all the rest of the lights from all the rest of the stars that are shining from above will not be seen anymore, will not glow anymore. Like the verse is saying, that the shine of the wisest one will be as the glow of the sky. And, this, and the glow of the babies of the children of Israel will cover the glow, will be stronger than the glow and shine of all the rest of the stars, not the ones that are on the zodiac with the 12 um, signs, also the rest of the stars. And the shine of the temple will be stronger than the shine of the sun as well, like the verse is saying, Baruch haba b'shem Hashem. And on and on he's revealing the verses where he learns that information from. Bet Hashem, the house of Hashem. It's the temple that from it, light is coming out to the world and it's shining to the whole wide world from the shine of the Shekhinah. <coughs> and the light of the city of Yerushalayim, Zion, will cover the light of the moon. So we have like three levels, four levels. We have the sun, the moon, the zodiac, and the stars. So the temple is one and then you have Yerush is like the sun and then you have the, the city of Yerushalayim is as the moon so the first no it's not Yerushalayim it's Harzion it's the mount of the temple the temple mount itself and then Yerushalayim and then Yerushalayim is covering the light of the stars like that it's written that in the future to come the night will shine as the day And the people of Israel in that time will not have the need of the light of the sun and not the light of the moon. Just HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the maker of the universe, going to shine for them himself from the shine of his honor and from the shine of his greatness in that hour. And on that, the verse is saying, you will not need the sun to be the source of light for you in that day. Just that the shine of the sun, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the maker of the world, will take it from it. Hashem will take the light from the sun and giving it to Mashiach, to the Messiah. And the glow of the moon, he takes from it and gives it to the righteous ones. And the glow of the zodiac, he takes it, take it from them and gives it to the people of Israel. And the shine and glow of the stars he takes in his hand and give it to the little babies of Israel, to the little children of the people of Israel. And the light of the dawn, he takes from the dawn and gives it to all the helpers and supporters and maids of the people of Israel. This is a question that many people are asking, like, why is it written that in the future to come, the nations will be slaves for the people of Israel? We're not talking about slavery 
as slavery was um, happening took place, God forbid, in the past. We're not talking about any connection like that of, of administration, of government, of controlling people, God forbid. We're talking about people who has the merit to join the people of Israel and to want from their heart to support and to love and to care and to, and to believe and to follow the people of Israel. And if someone has a problem with the fact that the people of Israel are going to achieve a very high, high level, so it's a problem that you can go and work on it and like take care of your problems. Like we, we haven't set that rule. We haven't wrote the Bible. The Bible was given to us by Hashem that handed it to Moshe, that Moshe gave it to us. And like it's not our fault that Hashem chose us to be his nation and to be precious in his eyes for him to deliver the light through us to the rest of the nations. It's not our fault. And if you have any problem with that or with us, good luck. Like, couldn't care less. And they will be embarrassed in their humility by the light of Israel. They will understand that they are receiving a great favor of illumination from the souls of Israel a light that does not belong to them, and they will appreciate and be embarrassed from those ones who are giving them such a huge amount of light for free, just for their kindness. Like that it's written, The moon and the sun will be embarrassed. And why the moon and the sun are embarrassed and ashamed from the people of Israel. I can continue. The question is how, how many vessels, how, how, what is the level of your capacity? It sounds to me like, it feels to me like I already poured 98% more than you're able to, to perceive. David Lawrence saying, go on. Okay, I hear you, David. You're, you're enjoying the, the cold showers, I understand, but you need to drink the water, not to shower in it. You need to drink it. It needs to get inside, into your system. Also taking a shower, a good, great Torah shower. Shiur, shower. Shiur is a class. Shower is uh, something else, right? Oh, yeah. I know we're very lucky and I hope you understand and realizing it all depends in the great mercy and mercifulness of our maker. That's the main thing. It's all about his unconditional love and kindness. Like that we just described that the nations who will receive the light from the people of Israel, they will be embarrassed to receive that light from them and it's okay we're also embarrassed to receive that light from our ancestors. And when people thinking to themselves that, that we think that we are better than them by explaining that, so they just misinterpret our intention. We don't think that we are better. If I have a system of, of pipes that are transferring water from the main 
pipe outside of your house into your sinks, into your faucets, home. So you have some pipes that are first, and then you have that are last. And most likely you're going to enjoy more the ones that are last, like the ones that are getting into your faucet. I mean, thinking, delivering, the, they're not the main ones. The main ones are out. They're in the street. They're under the fence. They're like out. The people of Israel, they're the ones that are out. We are, the, are delivering the majority of information. We brought the Torah, and from the Torah, other religions grew, other societies developed from the lost tribes, other communities that are believers of the maker in the world are enjoying knowledge of knowing the maker. They can call him God, they can call him Jesus, they can call him Allah, they can call him however they want. But in the end of, of that investigation, they received their faith in the maker from the Jewish people who found the maker, that the maker found them. So we do have a role that is premier, that is first, but it doesn't make us better. You, oh, you are the best part of my, of my, my, of, of my, uh, of my water system, like, you know, this is where he is positioned, and that's it, and that's his role. It doesn't make him better. He has his part, and he has, and you have your part, and I have my part, and any person on earth has his part and role. If I'm now a teacher, and you're now my students, now, does it make me think that I'm better than you? Do you think for a moment that I think that I'm better than you? For what reason? Because I, I, I know how to read? Like, like why, why did I will feel that I'm better than you? You're listening to me. Does it make it me better? Like the teacher in school is better than the students? He is the helper of the students. Like he is there for the, he is working for the students. The students are more important than him. Even Hashem said it to Moshe, after the people sinned with the golden calf, Hashem said to Moshe, now you should go down from Mount Sinai because the only reason why I brought you here is to teach them Torah. But now after they sin, there is no reason for your greatness. So go down and be with them. Do not belong here. You belong here for them. But now after they sin, you do not belong here anymore. So Hashem sent Moshe away from him. So the only reason why Hashem, achieved, when Hashem gave the greatness to Moshe was for the people of Israel. That's why Moshe saw, saw Am Israel's greatness. So he like ran for them and took care of them and did everything he could for them. We're now going to respect him, going to say, thank you, Moshe. We appreciate you and look at the greatness of Moshe. But Moshe saw our greatness and held us as important. So now we are looking at the nations and we're looking at people. Those people, like we're receiving the wisdom and the knowledge for us to share it with them, for us to be the source of light for them. It doesn't make us better. It just puts us in a certain position, in a certain hierarchy of 
information transferring system. Hashem wants the knowledge to go from top to bottom. Okay, so one is the head, one is the heart, one is the, like, which organ is the most important organ in the person? Like the, the heart, no, the, the, the brain, the eyes. If you're going to take the, 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 the palms of, of, of the feet of the person, he's falling and cannot stand on his legs. What are you going to say? No, one will appreciate his eyes. One will appreciate his hands. One going to say, my nose is the most beautiful part in my body. And, and one will go and be proud of his shoulders or his breast. Everyone will, will appreciate part, will say, me, I eat spicy. My, my digestive system is the best. I'm the strongest. I can eat, eat the hardest peppers in the world. Like, okay. Everyone with his crazy mindset, like it doesn't really mean anything except for maybe you have a root of soul that belongs somewhere. One is in the heart, one is in the eyes, one is in the hands, one is in the knees, one is in the, the, the behind. It doesn't make you not important. We need to take care of all the organs and we need to complete the soul of the first man and everyone should know his place. And the fact that one is in the head does not make him better than the hand. And the hand can have amazing usage and the hand can also have filthy usage. Sometimes you clean and sometimes you, you clean your mess. Sometimes you're doing mitzvot and sometimes you need to pull your hands from Averot, from sins. It doesn't make you better or worse. It just describes your reality. Everyone should be very happy with his share and to be humble. And when we are talking about redemption, especially we should be very grateful because redemption is eternal. And if you have a little bit of understanding about infinity and what endless is, you will understand that even if you're starting the process as a tiny germ, as a dot, one day, in eternity, you're going to expand to be greater than the ocean. And you have eternity to wait and to enjoy and to grow. You don't need to push in line to be first in infinity. Who cares? I volunteer to be the last. Are you stupid to argue on your spot in a line, in an endless line? Are you, like, it will never end. The process of satisfaction and growth will never end. So if you're first, you're experiencing it first. Who cares? Who cares if I'm going to experience it all first or last? It's just going to make me happier to know that everyone else are enjoying already. Like it's going to be my greatest joy. Thank you, Hashem. Oh, she's there as well. Great. And he's there. Oh, amazing. And they're all there. Oh, thank you, Hashem. Like, can I be happier than that to know that everyone else are enjoying? Like, no, I want to be there first. <laughs> it, like, it only hints that you not really belong in this line, if that's your thought. Like, no, I, I'm going to be first. Let me in. No, you're, you're, you already carved your way out by having this silly approach. This is this world approach. The future and world to come approach is like everyone ahead of me, who cares? Let them all in. 
I want to be the last one. Okay, I'm taking it on myself. I'll be the last one. Okay, everyone, I give you my world to come. I bless you. Enjoy all the mitzvot I kept until now. Me now, I'm free. I haven't kept no mitzvah. It all belongs to you. If we have 1,000 people watching us, I divide and share all my world to come reward to 1,000. Give each and every one of you a part equal Hillary, Elizabeth, Ariel, Rhonda, Peter, David, everyone. My share is your share. Enjoy it. Me now, I'm clean. Zero empty-handed. Now let's, let's start walking. Who cares? Do you think that Hashem is, is cheap? Do you think Hashem is the, the federal bank? You think that Hashem is a mortgage broker? Hashem, no, Hashem is a king. Hashem does not have a shape, and Hashem does not have limits, and Hashem, the, He will give us all and inherit with no measure, and He will bring us to a promised land that is alive, live and breathing land, Eretz Noshemet. Everything is beautiful. Everything is endless. The amounts of treasures cannot be counted. More than the grains of sand in the sea. Like, okay, so now let's start counting how we're dividing it. You cannot count it. That was the main message. You will never be able to count like the stars in the sky. Can you count the stars? Can you count the sand? You cannot. That's the idea. That you won't cover the goodness that will be revealed and given to you in the future to come. So just start giving it to others. Start sharing it with the world. That's what we meant to do. Thank you. Toda. Shukran. And uh, may Hashem bless us all in greatness. And take away, take away all the the crazy fears and all the stress from our hearts. Amen. Thank you. Emuna Project is a non-profit organization. To support this work, please make a purchase from our online store or donate through emuna.com. Thank you. My new book, Return to Your Root, is now on Amazon and emuna.com.